stream. Like children sleeping, we could dream this night away. But there's a full moon rising. Let's go dancing in the light. itself through the how. It's a perfect time to be catching the stream together because if there were any archetypal combination that related to catching the stream and flow of consciousness, it would be Neptune in relationship to Sun and Mercury. So I'm born with that aspect in a triple conjunction in Capricorn and it's in the sky right now in a square alignment so i'm really feeling the energy of the stream and i'm hoping several streams come out of this particular waveform that we're in this week today i want to go into repeating patterns in romantic relationships or significant relationships in our life people that we really feel like we have karma with a strong bond and connection in previous streams, I've been going over um, repeating archetypal patterns within family systems, also seeing uh, key uh, combinations in our own chart and, and that of our parents, or our children, or our siblings, seeing these um, repeating complexes coming through. And what I want to do today is I want to extend that even uh, more horizontally out into the world into key or primary relationships that we've been in throughout our life uh, with people that we've had very strong attachments with. Uh, I'm going to be particularly focusing on romantic relationships, but what I'm saying most definitely applies to anyone where we just feel like we have uh, a deep history with uh, a sense of kinship or that there's just been a lot of gravitational pull between uh, us and them. So when two beings you know, are magnetically drawn together in whatever way that that relationship shows up, there is a, a primary attachment happening there. And what I'm about to share uh, can be applied to any of those relationships. So uh, an assignment that I had my students do in the Embodying Astrology course that I taught um, 
2015 and 2016 is uh, I had them look at five to ten of the most significant relationships in their life and study those people's birth charts. And then I had them journal on the recurring planetary combinations and archetypal themes of those significant relationships. So I'm going to give an example for myself, and then I'm going to give an example um, of my husband, Travis. Uh, he gave me his permission to do so. So um, hopefully these two examples will illuminate what I'm talking about here. So when we end up deeply drawn to somebody, um, usually what happens there is there is some kind of groove that we're hooked into. There's something very familiar about that person. And that can be from their personality to the way that they act, um, to the things that they like or are attracted toward, uh, mannerisms they have. There's some felt sense of knowing them. It's kind of, often for me feels like a remembrance. There's like a hook that happens and oftentimes a mutual recognition, like, hey, I know you from somewhere, or we've done this before, or you remind me a lot of this other person in my life who was very influential, and there's some kind of chemistry that happens, and I often experience it initially as a repulsion and then a, a, an intense attraction for whatever reason. That's kind of my own particular um, dynamic. I think we each have our own version of that. Um, for me, there can be a lot of hate and love kind of mixed up together. Um, you know, I even had it with my husband, Travis. Like when I first met him, I was not attracted to him. And I was kind of like, what's up with this guy? Who is he? You know, what's happening over here? And it takes me some time. I'm being a Saturn to slowly um, open up and and connect and you know get through my own judgments or my own blocks or barriers that might be there um and you know it's not infrequent that that happens between myself and some some of my dearest friends now so it's just a process that i go through and you know eventually obviously i've ended up falling deeply in love with travis and have um, nothing but absolute respect and admiration and love for him but you know there is kind of this push-pull dynamic in my being that takes place that comes from my own biography, my own history. But the point is, is that there was something deeply familiar about Travis. And now, personally, I come from a metaphysics um, that believes in reincarnation. And so I wholeheartedly feel in my being that Travis and I have had many, many lifetimes together and that we are picking up in the middle of a very old story um, ancient roots and each lifetime that we meet you know if we cross paths in that particular life it's a it's a, a, a remembrance a quickening of awakening and then we I kind of feel like we're playing catch up like hey where you been what, you know what did you learn where did you go what have you been up to oh yeah oh I did this you know and um, I think that's often the case especially for people who are um, soulmates of ours, you know, primary soulmates or, or like kind of associate soulmates um, where Michael Newton uh, goes into this kind of different types of soulmates that there are people that we've been traveling with for eons um, in his work, um, 
I think it's uh, Destiny of Souls, um, which is a fascinating book to read if you haven't. So anyways, I, my metaphysics, and I'll need to fully own, is a reincarnation uh, metaphysics. And so oftentimes I think it's much more than, oh, you remind me of this person or you feel, feel familiar because of X, Y, and Z. I, I think most of the time the person is familiar because we have had previous incarnations with them. So there's a history there. And uh, at some point, I like to go into how I see the synastry and the composite charts between two beings showing the karmic history between those souls and uh, both where the, those two souls have come from in their story together, but also the synastry showing the present moment and the potentiality of what's wanting to emerge in this current life um, in, in the full you know, valence of expression and the gifts and challenges that are seen in that connection between those two beings. And then the, the, the teleological um, unfolding of those two beings. So like the aim or the purpose, like what's the karmic contract here of the present moment in the future? You know, is there anything that these two beings before they incarnated agreed upon to meet up and work on? to activate or, or ignite in each other um, you know, positively or negatively. Not that I think that it can be reduced so much to positive and negative, but I think you know what I mean in, in that, yeah, sometimes we show up to, to, to challenge one another as much as, um, you know, support one another. And so I think that the synastry shows both the karmic history and the present moment contract of what is being worked through and with. Um, so that is for another stream. Uh, right now I wanna go into these recurring planetary combinations. So just how I gave examples in previous streams about um, you know, my mother and I sharing Venus Saturn or my father and I sharing Jupiter Mars uh, Uranus or how um, uh, my maternal line all has um, either sun or moon um, or oftentimes both with Neptune. And so that's a very strong signature that goes far back um, on my maternal line. We can now apply that to our primary relationships and see that um, it's less so about us sharing those aspects with them, although that can be the case. It's more about seeing that um, there is a recurring archetypal theme through those primary relationships. So for example, if I look at um, the five most significant uh, romantic partnerships that I've been in in my life, all five of those men have um, both Moon Saturn and Venus Uranus. Um, so, and, and that can be in any aspect once again. So um, in this case, all of the men had Moon Saturn in hard aspect. So either um, conjunction or opposition or square. And all of them had Venus Uranus in hard aspect as well. And so what I like to do is once we've discovered, you know, taking those five to 10 most significant relationships of your life and we find 
the recurring planetary combinations, then I like to play the game where I say, okay, so why is it that I am attracted to people who have both Moon Saturn and Venus Uranus? What is it about those combinations that are that is medicine for me this life? And I think that that question is something each one of us can ask ourselves. And I think that the way we come to um, our various answers has a lot to do with understanding ourselves, both in our psychology, but also our chart. So for me, if I look at it astrologically, uh, I'm Moon Uranus and Venus Saturn. So we're swapping out. Um, it's like essentially I'm attracted to the opposite of that in my partners. So whereas I have moon Uranus, they have moon Saturn. And whereas I have Venus Saturn, they have Venus Uranus. And so that's, that's really important for me to notice and to, to reflect on. And it's really just more about taking the time to reflect and to be curious, kind of open up a, a contemplative state and asking, huh, I wonder what that's about. So that would be from the astrological angle of it. And then we can ask the question from the psychological angle. So what what is it that I know about Moon, Saturn, and Venus, Uranus? How do those energies show up that I might be attracted to it? So um, before I kind of dive into more of the personal meaning of that for me, I want to call our attention to repeating patterns, right? I'm in the business of re- of repeating patterns. That's what I do. I, I find repeating patterns both in the astrological charts that I look at and the transits I look at, but also I find repeating patterns in people's lives, in their relationships, in their work choices, um, in their behaviors. I mean, that's that's what I do. And a lot of times I think that we can have the well-intentioned but mistaken idea that falling into our patterns is a bad thing like oh no I'm doing that pattern again oh no this is my pattern oh no um I'm attracted to that same type of person again I'm doing my pattern listen pattern is what what we do pattern is who we are um pattern is what the world is made up of you know the world is made up of patterns and cycles and I know that for me, um, cycles and the cycles of life and the cycles of the planets and the cycles of relationships are how the universe, I believe, keeps track of itself. I think that in order for there not to be just utter chaos and randomness, patterns are the way that the universe structures itself in order for creation to take form now that's a little meta uh, perspective there if we bring it down to earth a little bit more um i really actually appreciate the work that Rasmund travis has done around symbolic repetition where he goes in and he really looks at symbolic repetitions in the chart and he's like look repetition is actually a beautiful form and expression of creation so saturn is the repetition And Uranus is the novelty that can come out of that repetition. And he goes into examples with 
let's say, playing jazz music, that there's the repetition of keeping time, but then there's the freeform improvised um, music that comes out of that agreed upon repetition of keeping the time. And so it's actually through repetition that we are able to create and to play and for novelty to be expressed. And I think the same analogy can be applied to our individual lives when we are looking at romantic relationships, that there are patterns that we all participate in that are inescapable, but the way that we relate to that recurring pattern can change. And so new forms of being and expression can come out of those repeating patterns. So I want us to try and see if we can um, reimagine and reframe a bit falling into our patterns. So my example here with Moon Saturn is, you know, as someone who is, um, you know, Sun Neptune and can be quite um, boundless in my identity and have a tendency to merge, you know, when the, the closer we become, the more we merge. Um, I have, you know, a profound sense of empathy and compassion, and I can, you know, have a loss of identity. I can um, really become one with whatever it is that I'm interacting with. And so whether that's reading a book and entering into that world or meeting with a client and entering into their world, feeling deeply what it is that they're experiencing or being in romantic relationship and really taking on that person's um, uh, values or that person's um, mannerisms or the way that they are, the way that they think, it's, it's, it's just a natural part of who I am. Um, as a Sun Neptune person, I have less of a boundary around my sense of self and ego. I'm very permeable and impressionable. And the beautiful side of that is that it does give me my compassion and my empathy and allows me to feel deeply with uh, whoever I'm with. Or, you know, um, Travis being a musician, since we've gotten together Music has become so much more a part of my life, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, Not only with him playing music all the time, but also me joining in. Um, And, you know, I see this happen with every significant person in my life, that who they are and what they're interested in also becomes woven into my being. Um, And there's there's a depth of the unconscious that is shared between us. So it's extra important for me to be really mindful and conscientious about who I spend time with in intimate space because I do take on that person's, um, or I can, you know, their qualities or their feelings or their perspectives. And so it would make sense that I would be attracted to people who have Moon Saturn, which can show up as being much more boundaryed in their relationship. Saturn being the boundary um, and the lines that are drawn and the moon being the interpersonal field, the relationships, the home life. And I know that with Travis, it's been so helpful for me to be with him being moon Saturn because it's such medicine for me. He's taught me so much about the gifts of being able to Um, draw boundaries in relationships. He's helped me um, become much more contained in my emotions. 
he's helped me learn to compartmentalize in a healthy way so that I can um, have more of a choice of how much energy and time I give to a feeling I'm having or an experience that I'm having, um, how to be able to um, take care of myself and be, be a good parent to myself in terms of the Saturn showing up as helping the lunar child part of me um, say, hey, it's okay. You know, I see you. Everything's fine. You're safe. Everything's just fine. Um, how about, you know, how about you go play your flute for a little while now? Or let's go take a walk. Or let's take a break from this, you know, and get some fresh air and come back to it with a fresh um, set of eyes, right? So the moon Saturn medicine can be really a healing balm, um, a good counterbalance to the sun Neptune, um, you know, boundlessness that, that I can be in, which I love that part of me. I absolutely love that part of me. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes it's too much information that I'm receiving from the outside world. Sometimes my channel is too open and I'm taking on too much of other people's energy and losing touch with my own center and that hurts me and it's not helpful and so it would it makes sense to me that I'm attracted to people who have moon Saturn but as we know there are many ways to express any archetypal combination and so there's many ways to express the moon Saturn and when I was younger and naturally more immature, I was drawn to men who had Moon Saturn where there were still gifts in it and I still learned a lot. But they tended to be more emotionally Moon cut off Saturn from themselves where there was actually more of an emotional distance that they had in their own being and therefore in their um, ability to be intimate with me. And so I often felt um, emotionally abandoned in those relationships where my my needs weren't being met and I, I didn't really feel totally safe to be myself and to relax um, and to let go. And so what can happen with men who have moon Saturn and are in a relationship with a woman is that the moon, because it relates to female figures in our lives, maternal figures in our lives, and feminine figures in our lives, um, that woman can take on the Saturnian qualities of becoming more controlling or rigid in the relationship, right? Like um, critical or nagging or feeling like they're um, being oppressive or strict um, toward the partner. And I think that... Um, that definitely is something that I can do um, when my Venus Saturn doesn't feel safe. And I go into the Venus Saturn in a um, YouTube video uh, that I made on um, Venus Saturn, an aspect that you can find on my channel, uh, Jessica Deruzza, that really goes into this. But that essentially, it, when, when in romantic relationship or friendship, Venus, when the Saturn piece, when there isn't a clear social contract and um, the person doesn't feel safe, the tendency for Saturn to come through in that super ego form, like hypercritical or hyper rigid or hyper judgmental, it's usually an indication of the person being out of balance and um, not being comfortable. And so 
it's, it can be a reaction and a defense mechanism to protect oneself. And I think that when I was younger, that Venus Saturn part of me did come through where I was kind of, you know, take the, the path of being like the parent in the relationship, like overly responsible and um, o- overly kind of in control or in charge of what was happening. And then the male partner got to take more of the lunar aspect of being the child. And so there was a splitting happening there where they got to carry the moon and I got to carry the Saturn. And that just innately is going to create a power struggle because whenever we have a splitting like that happening in our psyche, um, you know, that, that, that is really defines the relationship, um, dynamics between the two people that's just that is set up for failure because that's just not how it works you know if they get to be the one that's the young child or youthful or playful or um you know kind of more in a regress state then then naturally the Saturn has to go to the other person and then they can become again hyper critical and rigid and over authoritarian and oppressive so I didn't understand that when I was you know uh 16 20 25 you know it took it took me a while to really realize what was going on there and there's reasons why I was attracted to people like that from my own biography which we can always find these patterns in our adult life romantically traced back you know it makes sense like my dad wasn't a part of my life. He left around you know, the age of four and I was um, in a lot of ways parentified. And so I grew up very quickly a lot, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, when I was young, I was always revered as like, you're, you are so wise or wow, you're, you're way older than you seem or you're an old soul. And as complimentary as that was when I was a kid, I also see the shadow side of that, which is um, there was something lost a bit there in my youth and getting to be um, the child fully. And I think I became over-identified with being in more of a parental role. And so I would take on that kind of dynamic in my partnerships, um, you know, before I got into therapy and really understood more what was happening there. And the reason why I woke up to it was because it was really painful for me. It was very difficult because I often felt very alone in my relationships, which you can see with the Venus Saturn, just feeling really isolated and cut off from love. And of course, that was my own self-love that I was cut off from for a time there. And then naturally that would show up and being cut off from that love in my relationships. Um, And I think that when you add in that also what I was attracted to in my partners was the Venus Uranus, which, you know, is just this absolute um, love of the wild free spirit. Uh, You know, the the men that I'm attracted to are often uh, have a very strong um, creative side to their personality and they tend to be, um, revolutionary or avant-garde in their expression and we know that the shadow side of Uranus can be like that juvenile you know when it's immature just like juvenile delinquency and so yeah there it did show up as 
both the the artist uh you know i've been with people you know one of my significant partners was an amazing painter uh really phenomenal painter and um you know travis is is a musician plays bass and sings and does all kinds of actually really cool um improvisational music and yet um you know, and so it, so it works because my moon Uranus, you know, my relational style and my intimacy style is actually one that is very playful, um, very trickstery, very fun. You know, I love humor and wit and uh, banter, and, and I and I love to be physically expressive, and I love to dance, and um, I just really love movement, and I love adventure. I really feel at home there, and so I'm gonna. It makes sense, and I'm attracted to these men that carry this Venus Uranus, you know, free love, open love, um, again, free spirit, but where the Uranian principle is coming in and liberating and awakening um, beauty and love. And, you know, I love the wild. I love it. Um, I love what emerges from spontaneity. I love not knowing what's going to happen in every moment it's fun for me and when I was younger like I said that that pattern though could show up it, it could be a lethal combination if the man was emotionally cut off from his own needs and then therefore was emotionally cut off in our relationship he was out of touch and very far away from me and then he also had that wild you know sometimes crazy spirit really living on the edge um you know it it, it could feel dangerous. It could, it could just feel like so unpredictable and so um, unwieldy that, you know, where, where is this going? Um, and so as, as I grew and as I began to understand myself better and understand what I needed, what I wanted, and as I went on my own path of self-discovery and healing through astrology and psychology and being in therapy and doing medicine work and being surrounded by really good, awesome, loving, supportive people in my life, I began to understand what these patterns were. And so when I got to Travis and I saw, wow, these patterns are happening again, but look, the way that Travis embodies the moon Saturn and embodies the Venus Uranus is so different than my previous partners. Travis is so much more grounded and centered and wise and just really has a, a beautiful side of moon saturn which is such a deep ethic of care you know he really shows up in such i believe a moral way um, in his intimate relationships right the moon is our family it's our closest relationships and one of the things that attracted me to travis from the from the beginning once I got through my initial like what's up with this guy um was seeing the way that he treated the people who were closest to him that he would always do what he said he had follow through he always listened he always had space for how that person was feeling and to hear them out and so the Saturn was showing up in a really grounded wise way for for the moon and 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 it was very nurturing and i said geez you know no matter what happens between us i know that he would treat me the same way that i see him treating these other people and then in in, in combination with that i saw the venus uranus as 
oh my gosh, like he's so expressive and so creative. I mean, he's trained in classical music, but also improv jazz. And I just love that analogy of like improvisational uh, improv jazz. Like in order to be a bassist and keep that root beat, you have to be able to play well with others, listen deeply, go with the flow and be spontaneous. And when it's your turn to self-express, to have the courage to do so. And those are all qualities I deeply admire and in people, especially my partner. And Travis carries those qualities. And so it's this example is to illustrate how it's, it's completely normal. It's natural for the patterns to repeat. The hope is, is that as we continue to evolve and grow in our own lives, tending to ourselves, tending to our own growth process, our own healing process, um, that naturally comes with self-discovery and self-love, is we begin to be able to interface and interact with the outside world and the people who come into our life in a new way. And so there is novelty there. There is a new form of expression, which not only gives me so much hope, um, but a deep faith in the process. And um, I'm reading A Wrinkle in Time right now, and uh, just one line in it that I'm surprised I hadn't heard before, which is, um, faith is the sister to justice. And I really feel that, like having the faith in where our path, our journey leads us, I believe does bring us to justice. And for me, the things that I had suffered in for so long in my romantic relationships, because I really took the time to understand what was going on there and take the time to do what I could to work on those things inside of myself, the justice of really the poetic justice of meeting Travis and being with someone who is so emotionally solid and grounded and yet completely fun has just been the greatest gift to me in my life. And I think that when we all take a closer look, we can see this. Um, so I, you know, I've, I've worked with dozens of people around this particular exercise and there wasn't a single one who you know, didn't come out saying, oh yeah, look at this repeating theme. So I, I want to encourage you whenever you're ready um, to take a look and see what you find. And, you know, what I really want to invite you to do if you choose to do this exercise is to just notice your response to finding those repeating patterns. Just noticing, does it make you happy? Does it make you sad? Does it make you scared? Does it make you hopeful? Like just noticing that could already give us so much information. And I really, really want to encourage you with this and with everything that I offer to be as gentle with yourself as possible around it. Because when we're working with something that's so activating as astrology is, right? It's an amplifier of consciousness. When we amplify something, everything gets bigger in it, the good and the bad. And so we just want to be as gentle and as loving with ourselves when we get activated and just notice, oh, how's my body feeling right now? How, am I, how are my emotions? 
what are you know what thoughts am I having am I entering into a reverie state are there any memories here and that can actually tell us a lot about what it is we're discovering and and usually is a has a strong correlative correlate to the actual aspects that we find um so i'm just gonna you know i said i was gonna give the example of travis but you know i'm feeling like i just said a lot and i'm trying to uh keep these streams in bite-sized pieces so I think I'm going to pause there and be very excited to catch more of this um, Sun Mercury Neptune energy for the rest of this week when it when it's possible. And I wanted to say uh, it's been so lovely for me to hear from all of you who've reached out to me, sent me messages, um, and shared with me your experience of listening to stream. It's just been so delightful for me to hear from you and to feel you out there. And I've, what I've really loved is the streams that it's opened up for each one of you. Um, and so, you know, it's, I, I hope more than anything that when you listen to these streams, that it's more about a feeling that you're having, um, going into your own reverie, going into your own stream and seeing where it takes you on your journey. And, you know, maybe a little less so about the content, although I, I do love that too, but I, I really am hoping that it's conveying a certain feeling um, state for you. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for reaching out. I really appreciate it a lot. And I'm super excited to be on this journey with each of you. This is Stream and I'm Jessica DeRuzzo. When we were strangers, I watched you from afar And when we were lovers I loved you with all my heart But now it's getting late And the moon is climbing high I want to celebrate See it shining in your eyes I'm still in love with you I want to see you dance again Because I'm still in love with you On this harvest moon Because I'm still in love with you I want to see you dance again Because I'm still in love with you on this harvest moon